podcast, fastest hour of the week. I'm uh, so happy and excited that you took time out of your schedule to join with us as we look at things in the Bible and we also look at things in the world and we parallel those things to realize when you study out scriptures that the Bible talked about these things happening, these things coming, and we know that as these things happen, that the return of Jesus is closer than ever before. And tonight, uh, the title of the topic tonight is We Need to Talk. And I I really want you to pay attention. Uh, I think sometimes we as Christians, we, we understand the importance of what's going on in the world. We see the sin, but then at the same time, it's almost like, well, it, it's it's not bothering me, so I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. Is I'm not going to pay any attention to that because, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. That stuff don't interest me. But the reason I I titled that we need to talk is because I believe every one of us, those of you that are watching online, we need to take a deep look into what's going on in the world. I've said this many a times from the pulpit. I've also said it uh, here on the podcast. But when you study out Old Testament scripture, you always begin, you find that Satan is always going after the next generation. He's always going after that young generation because young minds can be molded and formed. Their belief structures can be built at that age. And we, we begin to realize that if he can destroy the next generation, then eventually if we keep turning a blind eye and we don't put guards up for the young children, for our own children and then for other children, and we don't demand some accountability in the music industry and the TV, Hollywood, places like that, we're going to have a generation eventually that will be void of God, that will not believe in God, and will not have any reverence to them as to who God is. Because 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it talks about what things will be like in the last days. And he said, Then also, or then know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. And I believe that we can look at that from the pandemic that we've had and, uh, you know, the economy scares and wars, all these things going on. You know, we're living in perilous times. When you look at the push for homosexuality, you look at the push for transgenderism and, you know, all of these different things, we're living in perilous times. I just watched a news report uh, last night uh, on Twitter, and it's showing videos of in uh, Philadelphia where people are just open looting these stores. They're walking in and not, not just grabbing a few things. They're literally pushing out whole racks of clothes and pushing them down the street, and there's nobody there to stop them. These things are all happening in America, the greatest nation in the world, the most blessed, most prosperous nation in the world has now been brought to its knees by perilous times. And then in verse 2, it says, Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Notice that ties in with that young generation. And the next, it says, unthankful and unholy. 
Well, I have looked at the generations from my my generation down, especially uh, it started, I believe, in, in my generation, uh, but even younger, they are an unthankful generation. We, we, we have a society now that they feel like everything is owed them and, you know, they should get everything for free and they shouldn't have to apply themselves or have any work ethic or any kind of standards in their life. Then in verse 3, he says, without natural affection, that's talking about homosexuality, transgenderism, those things that we're seeing now, truce breakers. You know, used to, back in the day, a handshake was was all it took. You know, if I said I would do something, you know, and a handshake, that was as good as anything, and then it changed over to you had to sign contracts, but even now, contracts with a, a signature didn't even mean anything anymore. Then it goes on and says false accusers, which we've seen that, you know, with uh, with all the push with BLM, Antifa, all these other different groups are falsely accusing. You know, look at what our own government has done to to, uh, to Donald Trump, you know, our, our former president. Look at those things, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. The church has come under attack. Um, anybody that's trying to do good uh, has come under attack. Anybody that's tried to come out on social media or anybody, a uh, celebrity status that's tried to come out promoting good, they have been blacklisted. Uh, you know, they have been blasted all over social media and trashed. And some of them, their livelihoods have even been ruined because of these kind of things. Then in verse 4, it goes on, it says, they're traitors. They're heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And you can see that. To me, you can see verse 4. I believe I believe verses uh, 2 and 3 were maybe more talking about the world, but I believe verse 4 and verse 5 are really talking about the church. Uh, sometimes I think when we read these end-time scriptures, we think that, well, it ain't got nothing to do with the church. That's talking about the world. But the problem is the church has got so much world in it now that a lot of times you can't tell them apart. And in verse 4, when he says, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, you can see that in churches now because a lot of denominations are accepting homosexuality, same-sex marriages. They're allowing homosexuals to hold the office of prophets, pastors, preachers, and teachers and they're, they're changing uh, prayers and, and Bible verses to fit that homosexual agenda. So they're more lovers of pleasure. They're self-gain, self-pleasure uh, than they are of doing what God wants and being a lover of God. Because if you truly love God, you're going to do what God's Word says, not try to manipulate it or change it. And then in verse 5, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And from such, the Bible says, turn away. So, you know, if, if you go to a church that uh, promotes homosexuality, transgenderism, if it promotes promiscuity, adultery, if it promotes, you know, just living any way you want to live, the Bible says to turn away from such, that he's given us a warning here because they may look and sound a little bit like they have, you know, like it says, a form of godliness, 
but they're denying the very power of because if you have the power of God in you, sin cannot live in your life. Sin has to flee by the power of God. You know, when the power of God gets on the inside of us, we've been redeemed from the curse that that Adam brought on this world, and Satan doesn't have control over us. But these are all things that when you really begin to look at our nation, you begin to see these things. And one of the reasons that I, again, that I titled this, We Need to Talk, is this is a plea as a pastor uh, for parents especially and even grandparents. A lot of times when we have, uh, whether it's the grandparents having the grandkids or whether, you know, it's the parents and you've got the kids at home, you know, I, I raised two children and, I, you know, me and my wife, and, and I know how hectic it can be when both, both of uh, the husband and the wife work full-time jobs. You get home, one's going one way with one to a ball game, and another's going to cheer practice or something else, you know, and then when you finally get home, it's time to do homework. You've got things to do, laundry, dishes, other things, and sometimes we push our kids off and we, we allow them just to watch, uh, you know, on tablets. About every kid now, I believe, you know, more so teenagers. This is more talking about teens. But in some of the studies I've seen, it starts as early as eight years of age. But most of them will have a tablet and they'll get on, you know, a big, big thing now is watching shorts. It's little short clips. And TikTok is a very, very famous platform, uh, which for a few years was number one in uh, the Gen Z and younger, but according to most recent polls, YouTube has stepped back out in front because they also offer shorts. And what shorts are, for some of you that may not understand that, is it's basically a 30-second to a, a minute, it's always less than a minute, clip of a video, a dance, or different things like that. And a lot of times these younger kids will get on these social apps and they'll watch these dances to these songs and they'll do these dances and they think it's cool. They post it. They get a lot of followers. They get a, you know, a lot of friends and social networking. But what we're failing to realize is we're allowing these kids to listen to this modern day junk that they call music. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's just music. There's nothing to it, but no, that's the problem. Music and it's been proven even by secular scientists, not just biblical uh, scientists or anything like that, it has been proven that music is the one thing that does not have to go through your reason, reasoning in your mind, your mental reasoning, or it has no mental capacity, but it goes straight through into your spirit. So that's why I wanted to take a little bit of time to just kind of give you a a wake up or a warning, a heads up, be very careful what your children are watching and what they're listening to. Even if it's a, another cute little kid doing some kind of dance to one of these songs, that music is still there. These dances that these kids are doing are very sexual, very provocative. And, you know, I believe that, that sometimes we as parents can get caught so caught up in life that we sometimes we don't think about these little things and you know, it's these little things that begin to, to form in our children. And I, I believe that if we'll take note of that, be careful of it. And I know some of you may say, well, yeah, but 
my kids already watching that. And, you know, um, if I don't do, you know, if I take that away from them, uh, they're going to be upset. Well, they're a kid. They'll get over it. You know, we need to get back to the days. And I come to maybe give some of you uh, a wake-up call. You're the parents. Your kid does not run the home. And I think that sometimes is a problem, I don't believe, with this viewing audience. But there may be somebody watching, and you may know people out there, their kids run the home. They tell them where they're going, when they're going, how they're going to get there, what time they're going to pick them up. And the kids are running the home because the parents are so busy trying to keep the home together, they don't want to upset the child. And I believe we've gotten into a place in society, that's why children feel entitled. They feel like they're owed something instead of having to earn it and get respect and gain that trust from the parents. And what I wanted to do tonight is there's two songs that we're going to look at tonight. We're going to play some clips. And before we do this, I'm going to go ahead and give a warning. So everybody hear this. This is a warning. This is a Christian podcast. But for this podcast, this segment of this, it's time for you men to put on your big boy pants and you women to put on your big girl pants because some of the things that are going to be shown in these clips are not nice. They're not Christian. But the reason I want you to see this is because with this first video, this is a performer by the name of Doja Cat. Uh, she started out, uh, she was an internet, you know, uh, that's how she got her fame was doing some videos on the internet. She went famous, got a recording contract. But then after her 27th birthday, she drastically changed. And her a lot of her stuff before was sexual, but now... Her stuff is sexual, but it has more of a demonic uh, undertone to it. And I want you to see this video, and I want you to watch this, to realize these are videos that a lot of kids in your public schools, they're listening to, they love this stuff. I mean, this is like, uh, this video went to number three in the charts of, of uh, music videos. I think the song almost made number one if it didn't make number one. But I want you to realize as as vile as this is going to look to you, our children may be watching these things without us even being aware of it. But if they're not even watching that video, they're watching other kids do these dances to these videos, which, again, are sexual in nature. And it's that demonic music uh, as far as the lyrics and the tones that are being played here because these spirits, and I know some people say, you're just getting weird now, but no spirits will travel with that music. And that's where I want you to understand this is the things we're dealing with. So again, be prepared for this video. It's, it's not, uh, it's not going to be a Christian video. It's not Billy Graham preaching, uh, you know, to how to get saved. This is, this is a worldly video, but I believe by showing this, Instead of being offended, get angry with, with the world. Get angry with what's going on in our society. Don't be offended by it and say, well, I can't believe you showed that. No, I'm showing it so we can hopefully wake some people up to say enough is enough. And when the majority of people say enough's enough, they have to begin to listen to us. So watch this first video, and then when it's over, we're going to talk just a little bit about it. We are foes. Who are you? Those. You are gross. Percocet. 
You can see in this, she's dressed as a demon. Uh, you know, she's in a bathtub with no clothes on one minute. Then she's a demon with red eyes climbing up walls and doing things. And and part of the lyrics here, it says, how my demons look, how my pockets look, you know, and then it goes on and talks about, um, I'm looking at some of the lyrics now, some of them I'm just not even going to quote. But, I mean, you know, it talks about uh, basically, you know, now that her fame, now that she's got fame, her demons are happy. And, you know, I know some people are saying, well, yeah, but that's that's just a music video. No, you you the ones that need to wake up and realize that these things are going on in our society. And you may think, well, it's not going to affect me, but it is because these things are going number one on Internet searches these are number one songs in our society. Now, I know you say, well, yeah, but I'm a Christian. But whatever the mass of that society is, is how that society goes. And we need to be awake to these things and realize the travesty that we're doing by sitting back and going, well, it's not going to affect us. These things, this, this lady, Doja Cat, has another song called Paint the Town Red or Paint the City Red, something like that. You know, some of you, if you want to, you know, as parents, go on uh, YouTube and look at, pull these songs up uh, and, and watch them. I know you say, oh, I don't want to watch that. But I think there's, at some point, we need to sit through some of this stuff to realize how vile and how perverse these things are. And it's affecting the younger generation. It's affecting them in ways that we cannot even imagine because they look at these people as celebrities. They look at these people as their mentors and people that they want to be like. And, you know, when you look at these things, uh, Doja Cat dresses up uh, in some of her previous videos. A lot of times you'd see her, she's got these uh, cat ears on, you know. Then in this video here, she's dressed as fully as a demon. She looks like a demon. Um, you know, then there's uh, in the Paint the Town Red video, she's actually pulling meat, looks like off of a body or something like that. It's very grotesque, very gross, gory. It's dark. And when you see these kind of things going on, they are promoting devil worship. They're promoting uh, being familiar with demons and evil spirits. And when you begin to look at just her something as simple as wearing these cat ears and having a cat tail, and she's a celebrity. And when she's seen that way, now you begin to realize why now we have young girls and guys in our schools and in our colleges that want to identify as a cat, that, that want to be treated as a cat and, you know, and go around meowing and, and purring and they want litter boxes in the schools. And, you know, a few years ago, if somebody would have told me that there were kids dressing up like cats and that uh, they have to be identified, their pronouns have to be as, uh, as it would be for a cat and that the school systems in places have put litter boxes, I would have laughed you out of the room. 
thinking there there is absolutely no way in the world at all that that they're actually stupid enough to put a litter box in, in, in a school, but yet here we are just a few years later and, and these things are happening. And what else does that promote? Before long, you're going to begin to see, and I know some of you may think this is crazy, but when you allow these children to portray themselves as an animal, not a human being, but an animal, you're setting the, the society up to accept bestiality because, yeah, it may be, uh, well, it's innocent. They're just, that's how they express themselves. Well, they need, they need help. They need Jesus, you know, and some of you parents, you know, uh, when your kids are three or four years old and they want to bark like a dog or purr like a cat, well, that's cute. And I don't know many kids that probably hadn't done that. But as they get older, it, at some point, you as parents need to sit them down and say, no, you, you, you can't do this anymore. But see, the society that we live in is working against you as, as godly parents because they're promoting the very thing we're standing against. And if we don't begin to make noise about it, you know, we don't think it can get any worse. We don't think it can get any darker. But, you know, just both of my children, you know, are out of school. My daughter's 25 now. My son's 19. But even when they were in school, we begin to see things getting darker and getting more grotesque. And, you know, all these things were happening but compared to what it is now, uh, what they had to deal with in school, it wasn't a whole lot at all compared to what they're facing now. And, you know, I'm sure, Josh, you probably can comment. I mean, you still got three that are in middle school, and I think Zane's in high school now, isn't he? No, he's in middle or school. Middle school. But, you know, it starts in middle school, and, and I'm sure y'all have had to deal with these things. Yeah, I, I mean, I think just the level of influence is there. Um as parents, you just gotta, you gotta have those discussions, you know, with your kids. We, we openly talk with, uh, Zane, August and Nixon about these things and, and, and the consequences thereof. Um, here's the thing that I see is just the, the, the just the influence there, the demonic influence with Doja Cat. And if, as Wesley said, Doja Cat, if you don't know what her, her, her name means, it's a weed form. It's uh, yeah. regarding weed. Yeah. So there tells you a little bit about what she's trying to do. She's a, a weed cat, and I'm I'm not quite sure all where all that comes from. <laughs> but yeah, just the persona that she's trying to embellish. And then this is not just like shock rock that happened probably back in the '70s, yeah. and '80s, um, which I still think had some kind of demonic influence into it. But we're not talking about the Alice Coopers of the world, or yeah. You know, uh, the glam 80s or any of that kind of stuff that they were just trying to do just to get your get a rile out of people. This is something that she's doing. That she's ultimately has an inherent uh, effect on who she's influencing, you know, not only her audience, but uh, also young generations like we see today. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that open dialogue with your children right now, right now, mm -hmm. having that conversation discussing things with them, discussing music, why we don't listen to those types of things, why we protect what we're listening to. Um, I've had several conversations with Zane in regards, to, hey, man, listen, this is why we don't listen to that, some of that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I've given my son a really wealth of, you know, knowledge of music. I mean, he likes 80s music more than he likes some of the stuff that he listens now. Yeah. And, and, and again, we... 
I don't just say, hey, I listen to all Christian music all the time. I do. I listen to a ton of Christian music. I like all kinds of music. Yeah. I like, you know, 70s, 80s, blues, rock, mm-hmm. even some bluegrass. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a smorgasbord. I grew up and, you know, and probably you're the same way, Wes. I grew up, my mom and dad listened to 50s, 60s, 70s music. Oh, yeah. That was on pretty much heavy rotation. Yeah. And that's sort of what I have, you know, my portfolio built on. And then, you know, what really influenced me in, in, in coming to church for our church was this was a modern contemporary band. I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, this is what sounds good. And so that really what drew me from going to my grandmother's church, which was a traditional Southern Baptist church with the, the lady with the grayest hair sitting in the corner banging on the organ or the keyboard. <laughs> and I was like, man, there's got to be a little bit more. I just I can't get into the to to the realm. So music was a heavy influence in, into my life. And uh, I I listen to it. I listen to everything with a little bit of an open ear. But then I'm also, hey, like, nah, I'm, I'm turning that. I don't like that. I don't like the words. I don't like the lyrics. I don't like mm-hmm. what it, the message is. And, again, having those conversations with our kids, I think, opens up the, the dialogue so that they can see our point of view and we can also understand their point of view of how they like the music. You know, and you'll hear this, and I think this is a lot of people's comments. I like the beat. Mm-hmm. Well, the beat was influenced by something. I said, well, yeah. you know, if you're going to, if you're influenced by the beat, create your own beat. Yeah. You know, the, a lot of people don't realize this, that there's a, a multi-million dollar business in creating your own beat and selling those. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the part of his Christian influence is we need to be able to, to, to influence those, those opportunities for the gospel's sake, for you know, for our Christian brother and sister, and then have a heavy influence on things and not just be coward to the ways of the world and, and the influences that come through, you know, in the music industry. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not here saying that you can't listen to the only thing you can listen to is, is Christian music. Now I believe that should be the majority of your, uh, uh, repertoire of music. Because, you know, it, it's all about what builds you up. But, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening, you know, to some. But but I think my point is, and what I'm trying to is today's secular music is so there's there's no middle ground there. there there's not a song just about two, you know, a man and a woman being in love, it, you know, a, a good slow dance song. All these songs are either so sexual or demonic. There's no, you know, and like I say, when I grew up, I mean, the majority of what we listened to was, was uh, you know, the cathedrals and the singing quartet, all these different ones. But, you know, my dad introduced me to Conway Twitty and, uh, you know, a few of them, Hank Williams Sr., a few of them old country people. And, you know, then my mom, thank goodness, uh, introduced me to people like the Four Tops, Isley Brothers and, you know, Lionel Richie, a few of those people. Uh, but, you know, I, I have a wide uh, variety of music. You know, I, I've been to uh, rock concerts before and then a week later be at a, 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 the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra. You know, I appreciate music, but I also understand it that some people have made the remark, well, yeah, but the music itself is not demonic, but, but yeah, it is. And I'm not saying that uh, a rock guitar in itself is demonic. I'm not talking about the, the way a keyboard's played is demonic or the drums, the beat itself. It's the spirit behind it that makes it what it is. 
and it wraps itself around that. And then on top of that, you have these lyrics and you have to realize that if we're not careful, this society that we're living in now, it's going, I mean, they're, they're literally running off a cliff and they're following these celebrities right off of that cliff into this demonic, uh, hold really that is on our nation. Uh, I believe in the Hollywood, the celebrity status that everybody wants, um, you know, because what a lot of this leads to, and some people may disagree. And if you do, that's fine. But when, when people like Doja Cat and different ones like this are promoting these things and they're promoting sexuality like that, what you're finding out is then these young girls more so than the young boys are now being dared and being asked about uh, sexual pictures and sexualized content. And they're actually going to, and I know most of y'all have heard of this, it's called OnlyFans, but this is basically a site. And they have other cam sites out there, but basically this is homemade pornography. It's homemade porn. And you can subscribe to different people's channels and you can go on there and tip them and ask them to do different things, sexual things and different poses and different acts and all, and you pay. And these, these young girls are making hundreds, listen to me, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of them have even broke over a million dollars in a year, less than a year because of how perverted and perverse our nation has gotten and how demonic and sick you know, that people have become. And I believe a lot of this started because we begin to see in the 90s, I believe, is when we begin to see this. Uh, yeah, 70s music all around, I think, was good, you know, whether it was country, whether it was rock. They were each definitive. They were their own thing. But it wasn't promoting just absolute degrading acts. And... You know, the 80s, you know, big hair rock music and things like that. Some of the best love songs ever written, I believe, believe come out of the 80s, you know. But then when you got into the 90s, I believe we began to see a shift in the music culture and what they were pushing and what they were promoting and trying to get away with. And But you begin to see every genre of music change into that style uh, to promote these things to where... There's not songs about family anymore. There's not songs about uh, just the love between a man and a woman, you know, that, that is what God created. It's all about the sex and all these things. It's not about the relationship, you know, and those things begin to shift all the way back in the 90s to what we see now to where it's all, it's, it's all turning demonic. Uh, you can watch a lot of these videos and if you understand uh, symbolisms, when you watch a lot of these videos, you'll begin to see even in the background a lot of satanic or demonic symbolism that's right in the middle of these videos, and we're not even paying attention to it. We, we've gotten so uh, uh, mind-numb to this stuff that we're not even paying attention to it, and it's, it's there, and our children are seeing it, they're beginning to be familiarized with it. So when they're presented with the actual demonic stuff, they've seen it somewhere before, so they feel comfortable with it. And I know people say, oh, you, you grasping for straws. No, I'm not. I'm trying to shake people 
to wake them up to what's going on in our nation, the type of music that they're putting out for your children to listen to and my children. And, you know, they're putting this stuff out there to pull them away from God because this, these beats and this music, it makes you feel good. It makes you accept yourself and be able to do anything you want because that makes you feel good and it makes you defy authority. You know, all of these things rolled up into one is Satan, again, like I talked about earlier, trying to take over this nation. So that's why I showed that first clip is, you know, uh, we I know it's not what we usually see on a Christian podcast, and it may not have been what you was expecting. You you may have got on here tonight, and you, you may have been wanting to hear about healing, or you may have been wanting to hear about faith, or you may have been wanting to hear about praise and worship and the importance of it, or, or so many of those other things, and they're vitally important. But I believe tonight we need to look at some of the the facts that we're facing in this nation, some of the satanic push that's going on in our nation, because we have to understand that this is real. There is, the Bible says, a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. It's time that we wake up and begin to shun the very appearance of evil that's going on in our nation. Sit down with your children. Like Josh, sit down with your children. It may be tonight when this podcast is over, but sit down with your children and have a, a genuine real talk with them. It's not some kind of patty cake, well, uh, you just need to be careful. No, you need to share with them the importance of what's going on in these videos and how they need to be very careful at the kind of stuff they're watching. And if you even have to put parental controls you can put parental controls on your internet that will filter these things out. It can't get it all, but it does a lot of filtering so that you can gain control of what your children's watching. If some of you've already got that, hey, it's a smart thing. It's a great idea, you know, but be very careful about that. Another good th uh, uh, app that you can get uh, is called VidAngel. Uh, I know several people that have this, and what it does is it takes out any sexual content and any foul language, uh, and so you can actually sit down and watch a TV show, and it takes all of it out for you. And I know there's some shows out there, if, if you run it through VidAngel, you watch the beginning credits and the ending credits because everything in the middle is, you know, so nasty. But that's what the world is is going to. And I don't know if you've noticed this, Josh, uh, I was trying to watch a show the other night. I can't remember the name of it. Right offhand, it slipped my mind. But the one thing I noticed and they ended up turning it off, they would bleep out every cuss word that you could think of. And you could tell kind of what they were saying, but they'd bleep it out. But they would let GD just fly right on through like it was just a normal phrase. You know, and that... I don't like any of the cuss words, but my, my thing is they're getting us conditioned to where we don't think using God's name in vain is bad, but saying the elf word or SOB or something like that, oh, you can't say that. That's horrible. Well, no, it, it, you don't need to use those, but using God's name in vain is far worse. You know, but society, they want to treat it as normal. It's normal. That, that's something you should get used to. And, you know, um, we, we need to, to pay attention to what's going on. It, it, you know, it's, that's why we needed to have, have this talk, 
Maybe it was just for me, but I'm hoping, uh, you know, as me venting about this stuff, that some of you as parents hopefully, you know, you know make sure it'll, it'll make you double check. Some of you may already have safeguards up, and that's great, but double check what you're doing. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed to sit down with your children, especially as teenagers, and be willing to have these talks. Don't be embarrassed about having uh, to sit down and talk with your, your young teens and preteens about sex. And you say, well, yeah, but I, that not. No, if you don't have that conversation, they're going to have it in the school system. They're going to have it hanging around their friends. And they're going to have it on TV. Everybody else is teaching them about sex, whether you think they're ready for it or not. So as your, you being the parents, it's your responsibility now to sit down as, as preteens and teens, and sad to say some even younger than that, but have that talk about sex and, and, and what needs to happen there and how that, that's between a man and a woman and it's supposed to be saved for marriage. You need to have these talks with them now because, like I said, if you're not, somebody else is. And you need to be careful about music that they're listening to, friends they're hanging around. You know, I never thought twice if I thought there was a kid that was a bad influence on mine, I'd end that friendship for them. You know, somebody, well, that's too controlling. No, they're my kids. They're my responsibility. Uh, you know, and I, I think I've said this on a previous podcast, but, you know, my kids had cell phones at an early age. Uh, some people agree with that. Some disagree. But, hey, you, you parent your children, and whenever you want them to get devices, that's fine. I chose the age for mine. But even at that, all through high school, I had my kids' passwords. At any given time, me or my wife could pick their phone up and go through everything on their phone. And some people say, well, yeah, but they need privacy. No, they don't. They're kids. They're your children. You pay for those phones, so you have the right, and I believe it's only right, for you to every once in a while pick their phones up and go through their social media, go through their texts and things like that because you are you could be saving their life and not even realize it. By Maybe you upset them a little bit, but, hey, they're kids. They'll get upset, then they'll get over it. When they learn these things, then you're going, you're helping them learn not to rebel, and you're, you're helping them understand authority, safety, and what true love is means I'm looking out for you whether you like it or not. These kind of things I believe we need to do because, again, Hollywood, uh, the music industry, all these elites, they're pushing for a demonic control. And, you know, the last video I want to watch, um, this was back at the Music Awards. A lot of you are familiar with this. I actually preached a sermon based off of this um, Video, a little clip here that we're going to watch. I showed some of the images like this that you're going to see. Again, we'll throw the warning out there. This is not Christian content. It's not what you're expecting to see on a Christian podcast, but it's stuff that we need to wake up to and realize this is going on in our nation. You know, we may not agree with it, but it's going on in our nation, and we need to wake up and, and quit being quiet about it and begin to speak out against these things. But this next one, it was uh, at the Music Awards at Sam Smith, and this is a video called um, Unholy. So we'll watch this, and then we'll talk about this clip afterwards. 
Believe it or not, and I know this from from sources that are telling the truth, believe it or not, there was a few Christian artists at that award ceremony, and none of them spoke out against this. Not one of them come out publicly and spoke against what happened during that award ceremony. So that leads me to a part here I'm going to throw... Even some of the Christian music that we're li- uh, our kids are listening, just because it's labeled Christian, don't mean that it is. You need to, to pre-screen everything, check the lyrics of everything that your children are listening to. You know, we have to be aware. The Bible says to be aware of Satan's devices. He can slide in in a lot of different avenues. But when you see this, this was one of the, most, I think, blatant uh, slam or in-your-face slaps to the Christian community, uh, to the church that I've seen yet on uh, public television. But this was Sam Smith and Kim Petras, and they'd done this song called Unholy. And you could see by watching that that it was very demonic. I know some people, well, you don't know that. Now, look, I, I might have been born uh, you know, yesterday, but it wasn't late last night. When you got flames going up, you got red lights everywhere, and you got a hat with horns and a pitchfork. Okay, we're we're demonic here. That's that's what that is. And you know the song is called Unholy, and the lyrics. The first part of the lyrics says, "Mommy don't know Daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy." That's talking about homosexuality. That's that's two men. You know, if I got to draw a picture for some of y'all, it might be a little slow. It's pushing and promoting homosexuality. And one of the major uh, TV networks, right before this went live, right before this performance, they put on uh, a tweet out on Twitter, and they later pulled it down, but they said, come on, everybody, let's get ready to worship. That was exactly what was said. And when you get into a place like this and you're moving around like they were and the whole audience going crazy, you're worshiping Satan. Some people may have been blind to it and didn't know the difference, but that's what's going on. And, you know, I show these things again. This is the stuff that they're pushing. And if they've got by with this, this was done uh, at the first of the year. And back in, I believe, January, sometime back in there, January, February, was when this was done. Now you fast forward six, seven months, eight months, and you've got Doja Cat come out with that video that I just showed you with off of her new album, which I think just about every song on that album is 15 songs, have some kind of demonic and sexual uh, notation to every song. But they went from just worshiping Satan there to becoming demonic and demons 
eight months later, where are we going to be in another year or another eight months, another six months? How much further are they going to push this? And some people, you know, well, that's as bad as it can get. No, the Bible even talks about it in the last days. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, so shall it be at the coming of the son of man. In the days of Noah, it says that every evil desire and every evil thought imaginable to man, they did it. So if they could think it up, if they could muster up these, whatever it was, however evil it was, they did it. We see that we're going in that direction. So, you know, that's why we we needed to have this talk. I I would, like I say, I'd a lot rather talk about faith and healing or praise and worship and the Holy Spirit and the importance of, of having the Holy Spirit in your life and the importance of your prayer life. But sometimes I think we need to take a step back and we need to look at what's going on in the world. We need to. I know there's a lot of Christians and, you know, I've asked from the pulpit before how many people follow the political stuff. Hardly, you know, anybody raises their hand and I get that. But at the same time, because we don't take the time, whether it's political or whether it's dealing with Hollywood and music industry, because we don't want to take the time to look into what's going on, we become blind to it and numb to it, thinking it's not going to affect us until it's come all the way into our own front door. You know, and I know even there was one church this past year at Christmas it had uh, men dancing on the stage with their shirts off, and really they were, I mean, it was sexual dancing up on the stage in a church. And you think, no, surely not. Yeah, it happened. All these things are going from the world, and they're sliding right into the church, and we're set back, and if we don't pay attention, it's going to be right in our own front door going, well, how would that get here? Because we didn't take time to look into it. Yeah, we've got to know how to pray so we can pray against it. We've got to have faith, you know, that God's going to do what his word says and that we can have faith to stand against it. But you still have to know what you're standing against. We cannot be ignorant to what Satan's devices are and how he's trying to invade our next generation. These young children, their their minds are being warped. And, you know, we, we've got kids now that don't know what gender they are. They, uh, I mean, there's all kind of crazy things. They're wanting to be animals. You know, all these different crazy things are happening, and all they need is for a group of people to stand up and say, look, Jesus loves you just the way you are. Jesus died for you just like you are, and he wants to make you whole. He wants to make you complete. And where are we at? See, we've got to be, we've got to be that voice. Like John the Baptist, that voice crying in the wilderness. And right now the church is a loud voice crying out in a wilderness of sin and perversion of all different kinds. But we've got to be that voice. It don't matter. Yeah, people's gonna call you weird. People's gonna call you fanatical. They're gonna call you crazy. But look, it's all right. They didn't die on the cross for you, Jesus did. So if they want to call me crazy, if they want to call me a fanatic, if they want to call me a weirdo, whatever, that's fine because I've settled it in my soul 
Jesus died for me, and I accepted him into my heart. And very soon I'm going to be with him in eternity to worship him and be right in heaven in glory with him for eternity. So whatever they say don't matter. My job, no matter what they say, is to get as many of them to listen. And that's your job, too, get as many people to listen, especially your children, that Jesus loves them and what the world has to offer is only temporal and will fade, but what Jesus has to offer is eternal and lasts forever. So especially any of you dads watching, and then moms as well, but mainly to you dads too, take control of your home. Take authority in your household. You pray over your household. You rebuke demonic attacks. You pray over your children's minds and their bodies and their eyes, what they're taking in, because you can't be with them forever. Some of this stuff they're going to see in schools. But here at, the, at Gleaning Mission, we pray over our children that God will protect their eyes from what they see and what goes in their ears, that they'll only retain the things that they need to retain in school that will give them knowledge that they're supposed to have. But all this other junk, it will be filtered out by a, a filter of the Holy Ghost that will filter all this sinful stuff that they're being pushed on them. It will filter that out. But again, that was why I titled it like that tonight. It may have been a little bit more of a, a soapbox or a rant for me. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just looking at society and I'm seeing society sliding off this, this cliff and they're following right after the celebrities and the, the status quo group of people, not knowing that that's their intent is to get a, a, a generation of people that will not acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, that will reject him and deny him. That's what they're going after. So my heart goes out to all of these people. My heart goes out to people that struggling with homosexuality or my heart goes out to people that are uh, confused about their gender. You know, these people are lost and they need Jesus. They need to know that they were created just perfect the way they are. They don't need to change a thing and that God loves them and that, you know, there's uh, relationships are between a man and a woman, not just any relationship you want with anybody you want. That's all demonic control. And when you begin to study those things out, you can see it for yourself. Look at it on the Internet, you know. Suicide rates in that that the LGBTQ element of PQRST alphabet, the suicide rates are out of the roof. You know the mental issues, the the medications, the things they have, and a lot of people that, that has went through the full uh, procedures of having a complete sex change. Most of them are having issues now, and then they turn. If they could go back, they would give anything to go back. Why? because they were sold a bill of goods that was nothing but a lie. It was just control to ruin their life because that's all Satan does. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And you say, well, I don't want to die. Well, none of us do. But eventually, if the Lord tarries, we're going to go by way of the grave. And if we do, when that time comes, when I take my last breath here, my next breath's going to be in glory. It's going to be with Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I'm going to be at his feet. But some of people that are not, some people that are sold this lie, 
that live life for yourself and live it the way you want, what makes you happy with no regard to law and moral code and conduct, these people are going to wake up in hell. And it's not a limited stay, it's eternity. So parents, wake up, get out there and talk to your kids, sit down and just be real with them. Have that talk with them. You may say, well, I don't know how to have a talk about sex. You're the parents. You know how they got here. You made them. Now you got to have that talk with them. But be real and open and honest with your children, and they'll respect you, and they'll think more of you and more highly if you're open and honest with them. But tell them the importance of what's going on in this world and how they have to be careful about what goes in their ears and what you allow to go on in your own home. Well, that's all the time we've got. I appreciate it again. Like I say, it may have been a soapbox, but I just wanted to title it. We need to talk because I want people to be aware of what's going on in this world. We win in the end, but we still have to stand up. We have to speak the truth and preach the gospel to a world that's hurting and they're lost with no savior. We have to introduce them to Jesus. But guys, do us a favor. If you hadn't yet, hit that like button in the bottom screen. Then go on the other side over there. Hit that share button. Share this on your social media platforms all across all of them. You can also text it to somebody. We're on all the uh, podcasts, Spotify and, and iTunes and different places like that. You can go to all of those podcasts, listen to us there, and you can download them. And you can share those to friends and family. There's somebody in your realm of influence that we don't know, but you do, and they need to hear this. They need to hear about what Satan has coming for their children, and you sharing it could save their life. So do us a favor and help us spread the gospel. Thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you next Wednesday night. God bless.